0: been a fun week talking Brown Steelers rivalry. Eric Metcalf was on with us. Bernie Kosar was just on with us minutes ago. So if you missed any of those interviews, you can catch them courtesy of Brian Novak up on our website at WHBC.com. Love talk. Charlie Batch joined us from the Steelers side of it, right? So uh, always great talking Brown Steelers rivalry. And... It kind of, as I told Bernie Kosar, kind of got lost in everything that happened on Monday, Tuesday, whenever it was, when the Browns announced that Deshaun Watson, out of nowhere, is done for the season. And that started the week for our next guest as a Browns beat reporter at BrownZone.com. You can follow him on Twitter, at Scott Petrack. He is Scott Petrack. Scotty, how's your week been?
1: <laughs> Brutal. Long. Draining. All the above.
0: Scotty we we heard this right I, I slept in right and I my phone I silenced it I had a long you know work weekend and I said you know what I'm I'm just sleeping in I'm not getting up for anybody right Dogs weren't barking it was all good and then I get up and my phone's going crazy and I and I had to we quadruple check it to make sure it was real How shocked were you when you found out A that he was done for the season and B it wasn't because of the ankle it was because of the shoulder
1: No yeah I mean shocked for sure stunned uh you know they didn't announce it till wednesday morning right it was early wednesday about eight, eight right. something eight thirty eight forty five so it was kind of silent monday night and tuesday even though we were looking for results for the mri so you know that kind of had me wondering what was going on but yep. you know i thought maybe he was uh you know high ankle and he missed a couple of weeks or you know, worse, they put him on IR with a high ankle, right? Um, certainly didn't expect it to be the rest of the season, and then had no idea about the shoulder, right? I mean, I saw those hits, I saw him play the whole game. I don't remember him, you know, moving his shoulder around at all. So um, yeah, it was it was certainly out of the blue, and then changed
0: everything, changed
1: the vibes, changed how you feel about the rest of the season, all of
0: it. Now, Dorian Thompson Robinson is named the starter, not PJ Walker. So let's go to that next question for you. How surprised were you that they went back to DTR? No, I was not
1: not nearly as surprised. Um, okay, I don't even know. I I, I probably would have said 55, 45, 60, 40, that it would have been Walker just because they won a couple games with them, right? They won two. They could have won a third without losing um, at the end against Seattle. So. Having that is the backdrop, then I, I, I would say, okay, it would make sense to stay with PJ Walker. Um, you know, my original first story was, you know, we'll probably stay with PJ Walker. Um, but when I think back on it, after that Seattle game, um, Kevin was, he- Kevin's defense was hesitant to say that it was going to be PJ Walker, right? It wound up being Deshaun Watson, but like leading into that week, he wouldn't say who was going to be the number two wouldn't say anything about the quarterback situation. And I thought he had just gotten so fed up with the six turnovers by Walker, including the backbreaker, um, late in that Seattle game, that they were they were kind of ready for a change, ready, ready to give the kid another shot. And the fact that Watson's gonna miss the rest of the season, it's not just one game. Right? You so make for one game, you go with Walker. Right. But it's a long term thing. I, I understand the reason to go with your rookie draft.
0: Happy to have with us Scott Petrack, fabulous beat reporter, brownzone.com, Medina Gazette, Chronicle Telegram. Follow him on Twitter, at Scott Petrak. So let's go continue with the, uh, you know, quarterback uh, questions. So uh, Watson's done. It's going to be DTR instead of PJ. And, oh, yeah, we're going to add a third quarterback. And, hey, what do you know? It's uh, Joe Flacco coming to town for a tryout. Seriously? That's the best they could do, Scotty? Well, It probably is, Kenny. (laughs) You
1: know, I I like the idea of Flacco or a Flacco type better than, you know, going and signing Kellen Mond off the coach practice squad or wherever he is, right? Finding another young guy without any experience, I I don't – that doesn't do anything for me. I don't think that helps you win games this year. Um, Could Joe Flacco go out and, if needed, win a game? Maybe. I I mean, we saw him last year, right? We saw him week two. Come back to beat the Browns when that, you know, Jets came back and that in the last two minutes the Browns, you know, gave it away. But Flacco took two touchdown passes in the last 82 seconds. He can still throw it. I have no doubt in my mind he can still throw it as well as most guys in the league. Now, you know, I know all the issues with Joe Flacco, but, you know, it's the middle of November. There's not a lot of just stud quarterbacks lying around. You know, the the options are maybe Nick Foles. Do you like Flacco better than Foles? Um, do you try to convince Matt Ryan to leave the broadcast booth?
0: Right.
1: Um, you know, like, you know, Tom Brady seems like that's not realistic. So I don't think there's a ton of options. I know Joe Flacco still wants to play, so that's one advantage there where you'd have to convince Matt Ryan or Phillip Rivers or Drew Brees, right, one of those guys to give up their retirement. Uh, so I understand it. I don't think the move would be, hey, it's your team. that They would hope that DTR could continue in that role with Flacco as a mentor, backup, um, emergency guy. So you know, I don't have a huge issue with it. And actually, talking to guys in the locker today, they were on board with it. They thought that really adding a veteran like, yeah, they thought adding a veteran like that um, would be really helpful, especially for a young guy like DTR. And we're assuming Deshaun Watson is going to be away for at least some amount of time. He's having since next week in LA, right? I don't know if he gets back on a plane and comes back the next day. So I think it'd be good for DTR to have a guy like Joe Flacco and Elijah Moore played with in the last two years with the Jets
0: and really spoke highly of him. 3-14 in his last 17 starts, Scotty. I, I looked it up. Now, touchdown-to-interception ratio about even, which is better than what PJ and, and DTR are doing. But I, he's going to be 39 in January, and they were lucky to be. He, he looks like a statue uh, to me in, in, the, uh, in the pocket. And with question marks at right tackle and left tackle, I, I thought for sure Nick Foles or even Colt McCoy might be somebody they would look at before Joe Flacco.
1: Yeah, Cornwall Closing, like, I don't think Foles moves much better than Flacco. I mean, I'm sure he does a little bit, but, um, you know, I mean, Foles, you know, after that Eagles run, people gave him chances. He didn't have any success. You know, Flacco's with bad Jets teams the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I, again, I don't think he's a savior, but could he win a game for you? Maybe. Maybe. I, mean, he, I think he could still throw it. I think he opens up the offense now. He also, he also could close it because you can't do any of the, you know, zone read stuff. You can't run any option stuff. You do have right. to protect better. Um, so, your point's well taken. Colt interesting um, interesting. I thought about him. You know, I, I've never been a huge Colt guy. He doesn't do throw the ball well. You know, you know, he's small. He doesn't have a giant arm. Um, does have some movement skills. Arizona gave up on him before the season when they were, you know, he's been their guy. He'd been their backup or the starter for a while. I don't know what that means. Um, you know, to me, it was an intriguing one. And I think he brings a whole lot of baggage. Now baggage might be too strong, but you know, I saw rc doing his podcast say that he wanted to come in. And if they don't want to start him, he'd be the backup for DTR. He's the backup for Lamar with the Ravens, but he hasn't played since 2020. Um, similar skill set, right? To Watson and DTR. Um, you know, and he, I bet he's, in, he still says he still has a 4-3. So like, there's, I think there's like a couple things from each guy that you go, I like that. I like that when the overall picture, for all of them is murky
0: now do we know practice squad uh active roster what what what's the what are the plans for if it's joe flacco uh for him
1: yeah i mean obviously they haven't made a decision there yet um but it could come today you know he's looking out this afternoon um i would think practice squad for to begin and then either they elevate him for game days or you know wait till he's up to speed before he becomes number two um that kind of feels like what they can do. Now, you know, with the practice squad rules nowadays, you can have veteran guys there. I think you can pay them yeah. pretty well. Um, you know, you can elevate them. So there's not a huge need to take up a 53-man spot unless you want him to be the number two, right? But even then, you could elevate him from the practice squad to be your number two that
0: day. All right, so that's the quarterback situation, and that's just in Cleveland. Then last night, boom, uh, you've got an AFC North matchup, and Lamar faces Joe Burrow. Bengals are up 10-7. Burrow's wrist hurt. We get word today he's done for the season. What's that do to the AFC North? No Watson in Cleveland, no Burrow in Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, well, to me, it takes out on one of the contenders in the AFC North. And The loss last night might have like the, the lead games behind the Ravens now, or two and a half. Right. Um, Cincinnati would be, so that probably knocks them out. But... I, I think it takes out a contender for an AFC wild card spot, you know, and maybe they, you know, maybe their backup figures it out and they make a run, but I, I just think that law. I think first of all, the loss of Burrow is too much to overcome, and then they have a really tough schedule. Like, you know, they flashed you down the screen at the end of the game last night, and you know, the Browns might be the easiest team they play the rest of the year, and that's the last game of the season. So, I think it takes out takes out an AFC playoff contender that the Browns are fighting with. I think, for the Browns' perspective. I assume the Bengals aren't going to be playing anything for Week 18, so the Browns need that to win. I think you like that as a Browns fan. You know, and if you're trying that's to get huge. 10 wins to get you in the playoffs, you start counting them, okay, maybe that's one, right? Like, okay, yeah. Chicago's won. Maybe Cincinnati without Joe Burrow is won. Yep. You know, I hate to count ahead, but you know what I'm saying. Then sure. you got to find two more, right? Which doesn't seem as daunting, uh, even though you lost Deshaun Watson.
0: All right, Scotty, what about uh, other injuries for this week? Uh, the walking wounded, the offensive line, and, and anybody else uh, that I saw you posting on uh, the injury report on Twitter?
1: Yeah, well, safety one, Thornhill's out with the cast, so it'll be Rodney McLeod. Um, not a big drop-off. Rodney McLeod's super experienced, super smart. Um, not as quick as, as Thornhill is anymore. You know, McLeod's been around right. for a long time. And then, you know, when they go three safety, it hurts him a little bit because instead of McLeod, it's third safety, it's probably De'Anthony Barrow or Ronnie Hickman. So there's a drop-off there. Um, Marquise Goodwin, the receiver, is still out with the concussion. And that's that's it. Now, the two guys listed as questionable are right tackle De'Lon Jones. Uh, he's been dealing with that knee. He didn't play last week. And I heard him say in the locker room. Uh, he was talking to Mary Kay, and I was walking over, and I hear him go, I'm good to go, or I'm good, or meaning he thinks he can play. Uh, he said, right. obviously, that's a Kevin Stefanski decision, but I think that's a good sign. So I'm expecting him to play. And if he can play at a high level, and he said Thursday that he wouldn't play unless he could play at a high level, um, that gives you him against T.J. Watt. And to me, that's an upgrade over James Hudson third. And Jones gives you a chance with that big body. And I thought he played pretty well in Week 2 in his first start against Watt. So that will be big for the Browns. The tackles versus those edge rushers is going to be probably the number one matchup to watch. Um, so that's good. And then Michael Dunn, they got to decide whether to bring him off IR or not, he's coming off the calf. Um, I expect them to do that. The list is questionable. I mm-hmm. figure they'll bring him off just because they need some more depth along that line.
0: Scotty, this game on Sunday, uh, first one to 10 may win, uh, based on DTR and, and Kenny Pickett's performances this year offensively. The Steelers have lost every, uh, yards battle on offense and yet they're six and three, just like the Browns. Yeah. What's the recipe with DTR to get a win? Is it just don't turn the ball over and we'll outlast them or what?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what I was going to say, Kenny. Just don't turn it over. Like, okay. To me, it's hard to figure hard to come up with a way they lose if they don't turn it over. Because I think your defense could turn, pick it over, turn whoever over. Um, I, I think the Browns' defense is, defense is going to continue to get better. I really – I mean, someone in the league. But I feel like it's trending in the right direction. Um, you just can't give them points, right? The Browns gave them 14 points in week two. So right. I, I think that's it. Because I think the Browns will be able to run the ball enough. Now, Pittsburgh is going to make it tough. Just because I think they're going to put a bunch of guys in the box and say, okay, DTR's got to make some throws. Um, but if he's careful with the ball, if he makes good decisions, if, you know, I think Stefanski's done a good job overall with his play calls and game plans, get him some quick throws, or throwing the flats in the joker, you know, just let him do that. Maybe take a couple shots downfield, see if he can hit a big one. Um, but just don't turn it over. Play field position. And I feel like that suits the Browns really well.
0: Scotty, as uh, you know, I was preparing for the show today, and I knew we were going to have Bernie on, and we talked to Bernie about being a backup and, and getting the extra reps in practice, right? And uh, knowing you're going to be the starter days in advance. You guys had a chance to talk to DTR. He sounded great, right? He said all the, the right things, body language in that, uh, from when you talked to him before to talking to him this week. What, what did you take away from his press conference?
1: Right, that's a good question, Kenny. I. I feel like he's always said the right things, even week four. And I remember walking out of the locker room week four, and I don't remember if it was Friday. Um and he had his playbook open and he's studying his playbook and I like I was like, Okay, I like the kids got his head in the playbook. Um obviously it did not translate. Now there were extenuating circumstances. We could argue about, hey, you knew there was a chance you weren't gonna start. Um but the expectation was Deshaun Watson would start. And as a rookie, that's a tough spot to be in, right? Right. You're not, you don't think you're going to start, whatever. like that, that thing in your head hasn't switched to, I'm the guy. And he, they split wraps and all those things. So that was a big adjustment for him. And now this week he's got the whole week. He was in Tuesday as part of the game plan, right, like the starting quarterback is. He said by the time he got out there Wednesday, he had all the plays memorized, sitting them out, and all the long play calls. So I think all those things are good signs. I do still have – to me it's still a big question mark, though, how that translates, how he plays – Um, you know, he's always come off as a confident kid. Like on draft day, he said, Yeah, I'll back up to Sean for a while and then I'm going to take over, right? Like, so he believes in himself. He's got that big resume from UCLA, started 48 games, but I need to see it at this level. And I like a lot of the stuff he said, but I I feel like he's also trying to kind of manufacture some comfort and confidence, right? He said, I'm going to go back and watch a couple games I had at UCLA where I played really well. And, you know, he's talking to other rookies, like, I think he's trying to get himself where he feels the comfort level he needs to go out and play well against, you know, a good Pittsburgh team.
0: What about from the Steelers' side of things, Scotty, uh, injury-wise? What's the latest you're hearing uh, out of the Steel City?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're missing one of their D-tackles. I'm going to butcher his name. Is it Adams? It's like Martavius. I don't know. I'm not looking in front of me. But one of their starting D-tackles. And then Mm -hmm. full safety. Um, Neil and Fitzpatrick have been ruled out. So that's big. And they're also without, like, they're inside linebackers. Those guys are out and, I think, done for the season, or at least on IR. So um, that's big. They have some big misses. I mean, we know what a playmaker of Fitzpatrick is, right? Um, right. Neil had a turnover last week against Green Bay. I think it was a big play in the game. Um, so, you know, I think the Steelers are kind of vulnerable, um, especially defensively. If you stop their front, right? And it's and you throw Cam Hayward and Cam Hayward in there, but to me, it's about those edge guys, right? If you cannot let DJ Watt and Alex Heisman wreck the game, I don't think there's, I don't see any reason why the Browns don't win this.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't see a way they could lose the game at Pittsburgh earlier, and they did. Okay, uh, but the, that start uh, you know juice arrived. but but uh, weather's supposed to be, I, I get that. That's how that one went uh arrive but uh, weather's supposed to be good. Fans should be pumped even without uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, they should. I agree with you. They should win this game. But what do you think realistically, Scotty Petrack, their playoff chances are now without Deshaun Watson? And I know we may not know who their real starting quarterback is until next week, depending on how DTR plays or whether they sign Flacco. But where are you with the playoff picture?
1: Yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd rather answer this after I see DTR play again. Okay. But like, well, I mean, I'm going to answer it for you, but like that to me, that's huge, right? If he plays competently and doesn't turn the ball over, then you say, okay, that, then it's the same formula, right? Same formula that worked with TJ Walker. It's the same formula that worked with Deshaun Watson for much of this year. So, like, he played great all year, and they were still able to win games. Um, so, as long as he's making good decisions and competent, then I think this team can make a run. So, whether it's him. Walker or, or Flacco, right, as long as a quarterback doesn't kill you, I think this team can get to the playoffs. Now, I'm going to need to see a whole lot more to think they can win games in the playoffs, right, when you're playing the elite of the elite, the elite quarterbacks. But do so I think they can get to 10 and 7? So all they got to do is win four more games, right? So yeah. I do think that's possible. I think I would still say right now that they make the playoffs. The difference is on Monday, Monday afternoon, I thought they were – they Had a really good chance to win the division and might make a run in the playoffs. And I'm yeah. not, re- you know, I think it's hard to say that when you don't have your franchise quarterback. All
0: right, totally off uh, the Browns' topic. Who's the best team in the NFL in Scotty Petrak's opinion right now, or do we n- not know? Are we still trying to figure that out? Yeah,
1: I think we're going to get an idea. Is it Sunday night, Monday night? When do the Chiefs Eagles play?
0: Um, I think that's Monday night. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think they might be the best too. You know Baltimore's good um, Baltimore's really good, San Francisco's good, Detroit's good, but for me it's I'd probably go Kansas City Eagles one two I know the Kansas City's got some flaws, but I think they figure out what's not perfect on offense and they get ready to go on a run
0: yeah I'm with you i've got them as my top two i I don't believe in Baltimore uh, I can't trust Lamar in the playoffs. Um, and I'm still not a believer in Purdy uh, when the game would be on the line of the play. I know their defense is good and whatnot, but I, I just can't. So to me, Hurts uh, and Mahomes, I, I could see a rematch, uh, and uh, you know that that would be fine with me because I think it would be a great game. So I'm looking forward to the Monday night game uh, as.